0: No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.
1: Stay tuned for Nero Wolf. If the chimes shudder a little on Sunday afternoon, well, they know there's mystery in store Sunday with men of action like Mike Waring, better known as the Falcon, who brings his fearless and romantic touch to the solution of another mystery. After the Falcon, it's high adventure. Then the big guy steps in. The new private eye, Charlie Weil, concludes with a few casual homicides. The chimes mean mystery and action this Sunday
2: afternoon on NBC. Transcribed. My boss is the smartest and the stubbornest, the fattest and the laziest, the cleverest and the craziest, the most extravagant detective in the world, Nero Wolf.
1: It's the adventure of Stamped for Murder, with that brilliant, eccentric, private detective, orchid fancier, and gargantuan gourmet, Nero Wolfe, starring Sidney Greenstreet.
3: Instructions for this morning, Archie, your notebook, please. First, Mr. back. Inform him that the Long Island peafowl he sent were most unsatisfactory. Peafowl's breast flesh is not sweet and tender unless it is well protected from all alarms, especially from the air, to prevent nervousness. Long Island is full of
2: airplanes. Look, Mr. Wolfe. I, I shall uh...
3: want a dozen chickens that have been raised on blueberries. And a fresh killed lamb
2: for tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Wolf, please listen. There's.
3: Uh... Mr. Goodwin, be quiet. And then dinner on the
2: following day becomes a problem. Mr. Wolf, dinner any day is going to be a problem if we don't pay Sausenbach's bill. Then pay it. With what? The bank account's empty.
3: Ridiculous.
4: There
2: were $4,000 yesterday. But you bought that shipment of orchid bulbs from Wine Old Gluckner. Mr. Wolf, we need money. You've got to stop eating and drinking beer long enough to earn some. Phew. you're an alarmist. Will you, for the love of heaven, stop turning down clients and turn an honest dollar? I've got a couple of prospects right outside the door. Send them away. No, sir. Send them away. Tell them I've gone to Egypt. Nothing doing, sir. Confound you,
3: Archie. Obey orders. Send them away.
2: Miss Kent, Mr. Rodman, come in, please. thank you. Confound you, Archie. You're mutinous. Yes, sir, and you're stuck with it. This is Miss Gloria Kent and Mr. Rodman. They arrived as advertised with a pressing problem. Good
3: morning, you people are here by sufferance only. I shall speak to Mr. Goodwin about it later. Yes, indeed. I don't like pressing problems, Miss Kent. What are yours? My father?: Indeed, I'm on in the court of domestic relations, Miss Kent. What did your father do? Beat you? Withhold your earnings. Discourage your suitors. Mr. Goodwin should have informed you this office does not undertake cases involving marital or family problems.
4: But that's not. If I...
3: Mr. Goodwin had not been beguiled by your pretty face. He might have warned you
2: and avoided this embarrassment to you and annoyance to me. Now, 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 take it easy, take it easy. How many times have I told you you don't know how to handle women? Then suppose you let Miss Kent handle me.
1: Well, it's simply this, Mr. Wolfe. I had some money my mother left me. My father's just spent it without my permission. I want it back without a scandal.
3: Thanks, Miss Kent. How much? How spent?
1: Ten thousand dollars. Father bought a treasure map. Indeed, from whom? A pair of swindlers named Cross and Halleck. They've driven him crazy, talking about fortunes salvaged from the SS this and the SS that. He's got a map and old letters he studies. He's childish.
3: Many fortunes have been recovered, many more await on the sea bottom. How do you know your father has been duped? Well, I know. You do, Mr. Rodman. Yes, Cross and Halleck
2: bought some old letters for me, written by my grandfather from Hawaii. They used them to manufacture the map and evidence. And that's what they sold to Kent.
1: Father thought he was being so clever. He had the paper analyzed. Of course, the document research laboratory said the letters were genuine. They were. But something new had been added. I'd have never known if Mr. Rodman hadn't told me.
3: You're a party to the swindle, Mr. Rodman?
1: I was not. I never knew what they were up to. Mr. Wolf, you've got to help me. I can't do
4: anything with Father. I can't convince him of... Even Mr. Rodman can't... Do...
3: No, Miss Kent, I'm sorry. This is not for me.
4: But you must, you
1: must. Not I...
3: in my office, madam. No tears. Please, please, Archie, stop her. Okay, okay, okay. Archie, when Miss Kent has finished her disgraceful exhibition, show them out. How oh, dare oh, walk
4: out on us, Easy,
2: easy, easy. I know him, I know him, you don't. He gets into a panic when women cry, or else he's curious about what Fritz is cooking for lunch. Now, just, uh, wait a minute, please. Oh, aren't you ashamed of yourself walking out like that on that poor kid? That hysterical, Gamma. (laughs) She's lost all of her money. She needs help. I charge high fees, Archie. So charge a small fee. Do you want her to starve? Good heavens. Starve? How monstrous. I'm not kidding. While you'll be in here smelling your dinner, she and her father will be starving. I thought you were bringing me a paying client. Well,
3: this is different. She's, uh... You're beautiful. Archie, you're impossible. Oh, very well. Go back into them. Get names, addresses, facts. I am not committed to Miss Kent's case, but we'll see. Be a tribute I pay for your weakness
2: for a pretty face. Rodman and Gloria Kent were gone, however... So all I had were the few facts they'd given me before they met Wolf. I felt guilty about that when he came back into the office and sat down in his specially built chair. He closed his eyes and I glared at him. Well, how much of you is awake? Mr. Wolf? Uh. Well, they disappeared. Did you tell me you were going to help this girl just to get her out of the office, or did you mean it? You're a gadfly. No, sir, no, sir. You made a promise and you're stuck with it. What did you get from Rodman? Name, address, occupation. He's a librarian, that's all. Very careless,
3: Archie. You missed a significant point. Such as... Uh... How did Rodman discover the letters he sold were being altered by forgery? And used for swindle. How
2: did he locate the Duke Mr. Kent? Uh, I guess you're right. I'll ask him next time. But uh, what about now? Are you going to get Gloria's money back? I assume you call Miss Kent Gloria solely in order to annoy me. It does. Stop it. Get cross and Halleck. On
3: my way. You'll find them at the Hotel Bogard. <laughs> Wrong, sir. According to my notes, their address is... Never mind their address. The Hotel Bogard is the headquarters for successful confidence tricksters. They celebrate their victories there while the money lasts. You will possibly find Cross and Halleck drinking whiskey or lunching probably
2: Booth. I located Cross and Halleck in the hotel bar and lured them back to our place on 35th Street. Wolfe was sitting behind his desk with his hands crossed on his impressive middle, at peace with his lunch and the world when I ushered them in. He sat bolt upright and scorched me with a look. Good afternoon, Mr. Wolfe. The tall one's name is Cross, the short one is Hallie. They uh, want to help me <laughs> invest my money. Gentlemen, Mr. Nero Wolf. What? Uh, who? You're a wolf. Hey, what is this? None uh, found you, Archie. How drunk are they? Not too drunk for business.
3: Let's
5: get out of here. Come on. Wait what a, a minute. Up
2: you want me to keep
3: them here, Mr. Wolf? Not by violence, Archie. Come back here, gentlemen. Unless you want seven years in the state penitentiary. Unless well, what? You got nothing on us, Wolf. Nothing. I have the Kent case. The
5: Kent? That's a laugh. We're sitting pretty, sitting pretty.
3: You are not, sir. You imagine you possess legal immunity... Mr. Kent believes you are grotesque balderdash and will not sue for fraud. Miss Kent cannot sue because she is reluctant to accuse her father of wrongfully obtaining her money. Ergo, you think you are invulnerable. Now, listen. But you forget me. I'm a detective with a fee to earn. A big fee. Quiet, Archie. I am determined to get that fee. Therefore, as Miss Kent's agent, I can and will bring action against you. I am indifferent to her tears or her father's disgrace. I'm indifferent to anything outside of money. You will return the $10,000 to me at once, sir, or you will be in jail by morning. You mean that? I do, Mr. Cross.
5: Alec, yeah. come here. Yeah. Come on, hurry.
4: Uh, okay. Here,
5: Mr. Wolf. Alec and I have decided we don't want to get in any trouble with you. Here's your ten grand. Uh, let's have it. Give the dough to camp, Mr. Wolf. And get the letters and map back for us. You've got a reputation for being tricky, but honest. We trust you. Come on, Halleck, let's go. Yeah, well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, how about that? Preposterous. No, sir. Take a look. $10,000. Genuine coin of the realm. That man is a fool. Does he imagine I am to be fooled so easily? What do you mean he left the money? He surrendered too quickly, Archie. Too easily. And that money in the envelope he was carrying
2: all ready to refund. Why? Well, maybe he's got a better sucker.
3: I heard him mention a Ben Sanford. Nonsense. Does he need Kent's forged letters and map to cheat this Ben Sanford? Couldn't he prepare another set?
2: Uh, I guess you're right. Something's fishy.
3: In any event, it's no concern of mine, thank heaven. Uh, Why not? I'm not committed to Miss Kent in any way. As a favor to you, I undertook to regain her money. I have done that. You may take it back to her and obtain the forged papers in return. But, uh... Silence, Mr. Goodwin, go to your redhead charmer. Leave me in peace. I intend to spend this afternoon with my new world atlas.
2: I left him 3,000 miles up the Amazon with his magnifying glass and drove up to East 69th Street. The Kent house was a broken-down little brownstone, and as I went up the stoop... The door opened and Gloria Kent burst out like a skyrocket. Hey, Miss Kent, easy, easy. Let go of me, let go. Of What's wrong? What's wrong? Wrong, wrong. Nothing is wrong, nothing at all. Well, how about seeing your father?
1: You want to see my father? Come inside.
2: Oh, For the love of heaven! Come what...
1: inside, Mr. Goodwin. I'll introduce you. He's in a back room. Come right through the living room.
2: What else came through this living room? A hurricane?
1: No, Mr. Goodwin. Something else.
4: There's my father, Mr. Goodwin. What in the devil?
2: He's dead. His throat's cut. Father,
4: this is Archie Goodwin from Nero Wolf's office. He and his boss refused to help while they could. Maybe he can help you now. Stop it. All I'm good for now is revenge. That's all. Stop father. it. Stop
2: he... it and look at me. When did it happen? I don't know. When did you find him? Just now. Keep looking at me. Who went through this house like a hurricane? You? No. Where did you go after you left the office?
1: To the laboratory. What lab? Document the search, the place that checked the map.
2: How long were you there? Until an hour ago. I was with Mr. Rodman. Keep looking at me. And then? I had lunch. With Rodman? Alone. And then I came home. All right. All right, now listen to me. I want you to go to Mr. Wolf's uh, house right now. Have you got a cab there? Yes. All right, take a cab. I've got to stay here, but I'll call Mr. Wolf and tell him you're on the way now. Get. I called Wolf, told him everything, and he instructed me to advise Inspector Kramer, who arrived with the homicide squad. I gave the inspector everything while the squad photographed and measured, print dusted and detected. At 3.30, Kramer took me back to the house on 35th Street for a fight with Wolf.
5: It's a great story, Wolf, great. Kent buys a phony treasure map. Everybody
2: knows it's phony except Kent.
5: But Cross and Halleck try to buy it back, and Kent gets himself murdered.
3: Did you find the map and letters in the house, Inspector?
5: No, no, I didn't.
3: The killer was after the map.
5: A phony map? Certainly. Why?
3: Well, if we knew that, we would know why Cross and Halleck so willingly paid back the money and why Kent was murdered. Maybe it's not phony.
5: I'd better see the girl now.
3: Oh, you fancy her for the murder?
5: Well, I'll know after
3: I ask a few questions. Tonight. She's had a shock, Mr. Kramer. She needs rest. Uh, Look, Wolf, I want her. Why bother with her when there's so much to be done? Yes, such as Cross and Halleck, find them, and the mystery man they spoke of, Ben Sanford. These are the men you want now, not this poor, overwrought girl.
5: Yeah. All right.
3: The girl'll be here for questioning tonight, though, huh? Tonight,
2: Mr. Kramer. Okay.
5: You'll hear from me later on.
2: (laughs) Well, you buffaloed him out of that, okay? Say, uh, why don't you want her questioned? Is she guilty? I don't know. Well, what did she say when she got here? She said nothing. She never arrived. She never what? She never arrived. Well, then why did you tell Kramer she was resting?
3: Would he have believed the truth? (laughs) She must be found. More important, we must learn why forge letters and forge map produces turmoil.
2: Find the killer and you find the map.
3: You said so. I said the reverse, which is an altogether different statement. Archie, I want a photograph of that map. Get it. Oh, sure, sure.
2: Any particular camera you want me to use?
3: You'll find a photograph of 200 Vanderbilt Street. Are you kidding? The lab cannot check the authenticity of old papers without photographing them in ultraviolet light, infrared light, and so on. If this document research lab has examined those papers... They will have photographs. Get them.
2: He got out of his chair and waddled back to the house elevator. It was four o'clock and time for his regular afternoon session with the orchids. I drove down to the document research laboratory on Vanderbilt and got such a shock that I grabbed the office phone and dialed Wolf at once.
3: Near wolf.
2: Mr. Wolf, Archie here.
3: What's the matter? Are you lost?
2: No, sir. No, sir, but I found something. Photographs? No, Mr. Wolf. I don't think you'll ever see any photographs of the Kent map. I don't think any were taken. Indeed. But uh, guess who runs the document research laboratory? No. no, 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 no. Don't guess. You probably know. A man named Ben Sanford, and he's sitting right here looking at me.
3: Bring him home with you.
2: Home? But it's four in the afternoon. This is the sacred hour when you pray over your orchids.
3: And Mr.
2: Sanford can join the ceremony. Hey, how about this place? How about it? There must be a million flowers up here. <laughs> no, not flowers. Orchids only. Mr. Wolf has 10,000 plants. <whistles> never saw anything like it. And you never will again, brother. Hey, uh, what, uh, what kind is that on the bench? Oh, that... That's our pride and joy. Odontic gosum harianum. Above them, the Van serana, and the pink ones are the Celogiani uh, pandoratas. Now, the large object mulching flowerpots is Nero Wolf. Mr. Wolf, Ben Sanford. Good afternoon, sir. Hi. I came along to be obliging.
3: I've got nothing to say about anything. How much have you offered Cross and Halleck for their treasure map? No comment. Mr. Sanford, I'm going to make some assumptions. I assume that you are not, in fact, a document expert, but an accessory to the fraud of Hallecon Cross. No comment. And you actually prepare fraudulent maps for those swindlers, and then, in the guise of an expert, guarantee their authenticity.
5: No comment.
3: But this you must answer. You did guarantee the authenticity of the map and letters can't bought. It's on record. All right, I did. Then will you admit they were forged? What are you, a comic? No. You guarantee the value of the Kent map? Yes. As an expert? Yes. Then you've convicted yourself of murder. Murder? What is this? Mr. Kent was murdered, sir. Evidently for the map and letters he bought. But of all persons involved, you alone believe in the value of the map. No one else does. Therefore, you alone would have murdered Kent for the map. For the love of... Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
5: (laughs) Chew it over, brother. Chew it over. Either way, he's got you. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay, you you want me to level? Here it is. Level, Archie. Okay, boss. Thief-type talk. It means tell the truth. It's like you say. The letters were bought from Rodman. I forged the map and evidence onto them. I guarantee them to
3: Kent. The swindle. The letters are without value? Oh, sure. They're old, that's all. From 1851. Just tired family gossip and stuff. Indeed. There we have the problem again, Archie. Mr. Kent is swindled with a map and letters that are known to be worthless. He alone believes the fantasy of the treasure. There isn't any treasure. Never was. Yet Cross and Halleck refunded the swindle money so eagerly. It is obvious they want those worthless documents back badly. Someone else wants them so bad he murders Mr. Kent. Why? I don't know. Ah, Archie, we must find the girl. There's a chance he turned to Mr. Rodman for refuge. I'm sorry, you'll have to go there at once. If the girl isn't there, bring Rodman.
4: Yes?
2: Hello, Rodman. Remember me? I'm Archie Goodwin from Nero Wolfe's office. Oh. Oh, yes, of course. I came to get Gloria Kent. There's been a change in plans. Tell her to come out, please. Gloria? Well, she's not here. Why should she be? Haven't you heard? Heard what? Well, I guess you'd better come down and see Wolf. Uh, Mr. Goodwin, I'm afraid I can't. I'm rather busy. Look, Rodman, maybe you ought to know. Old man Kent was murdered. What? Yes, yes, just after you and Gloria left us. Kent murdered? Well, I, well this is awful, Mr. Goodwin. You it's... want to see Mr. Wolf now? Get your hat. Murder?
3: Well, believe me, I never wanted this.
2: I, I'm going to tell Nero Wolf the whole mess. Every word of it. Okay, then. Come on, let's go. Yes, of course. Just a minute. I'll get my hat in the bedroom. Murdered? I never dreamed. Come on, Rodman. Come on, Rodman. Come on. What? I didn't hear you. Oh, Rodman. What the Rodman. Oh, Rodman. Good and what next?
3: Come on, come on. Is this a Wolf?
2: Archie here. We've had a tough break. Yes? While I was waiting for Rodman at the front door, he went into the bedroom for his hat. The killer was there. How do you know? He cut Rodman's throat. Careful. The back window was open. It's a ground floor apartment. He was out and gone before I had a chance. Archie, where were your wits? Let me alone. I've had a man murdered 20 feet from me. You think I'm cheering? Mr.
3: Kramer is here, and he has news for us, Archie. Could not locate Cross and Halleck in their apartment. They had not been home all day. The maid informed him that she was waiting for her weekly salary.
2: Well, so what?
3: She was most angry and peppery. Mr. Kramer informs me.
2: Red pepper? Exactly. Okay. Okay, maybe I know what you mean. I'll try to deliver the goods this time. Goodbye. I drove down to the apartment house on Gramercy Square where Cross and Halleck lived, took the elevator up to the 10th floor, found the right door, and slipped in with a pass key. Come on out. Come out wherever you are. I know you're in here. You fooled Kramer pretending to be the maid, but you didn't fool Wolf. You'd better... (laughs) Gloria! Cut it out! Cut it out, you idiot! Lay off! (laughs) Archie, Archie, you dope. Archie Goodman from Nero Wolf's
4: office. Remember me. Go,
2: Give me the gun, Gloria. Give it to me.
4: Oh,
2: that's right. Who, uh. Who did you think I was?
4: Alec.
2: Oh, I... oh, brilliant. So Wolf figured you out, huh? Oh, you are a brave girl. They killed your father. You came up here and waited for them. You were going to kill them right back, huh? Oh, that red headed temper. And you bluffed Kramer into thinking you were the maid.
4: I had to do something. It was the only thing I could think of. To come here and kill him.
2: Well, you're coming home with Archie. And just remember one thing. When Wolf's working for you, don't try to do any thinking. It only gets in Wolf's way. I got Gloria Kent back to the house at 7 o'clock. I parked the car, brought her into the office, and got the shock of my life. There was a convention on. Wolf was there with Inspector Kramer representing the cops. Cross, Halleck, and Sanford were there representing the crooks. When Kramer saw Gloria, he scowled first at her and then at Wolf.
5: So it was a slick one after all, Wolf. You didn't have the girl. You had no intention of producing her.
2: Please, Mr. Kramer, that can wait.
3: Another matter's more important. I dine at eight. That leaves me one hour to solve your murders.
2: Murders? More than one? Mm-hmm. Yes, two. Elmer Rodman.
3: I haven't, Goodwin, if you. Please, Mr. Kramer, not now. First, Miss Kent. Good evening, Miss Kent. I presume you have met these gentlemen, Cross, Halleck, and Sanford. I. I. Yeah, will take your purse, please. Well, why? I... No, don't think me as naive as Mr. Goodwin, Miss. When you left your home after the murder of your father, you took the map and letters with you. They are in your purse oh, that now. Is true. Archie, the purse. Thank you. We have here an interesting situation. There exists some old letters and maps, forged and fraudulent. They're worth $10,000 and more to Cross and Halleck and worth two murders to a killer. Why? There must be something of great value in the letters. Such as? Something which Mr. Sanford could not see, although he worked on the document closely. Yet something which could be made manifest. What is the answer, Miss Kent? you know it?
4: I swear I don't.
3: Secret writing, Archie. Bring the chafing dish from the dining room. Right. Secret
5: writing? I saw nothing when I worked on those letters.
3: Naturally, Mr. Sanford, the writing is invisible. The heat is an agent. It makes most forms of secret writing visible.
2: The chafing dish, boss.
3: Thank you, Archie. Place it before me and light it. Right. Now I open Miss Kent's purse. From it, you see, I withdraw these ancient letters which he took from her house. After her father's murder. That's
4: not true.
3: Archie.
2: That's enough, Gloria. That's enough. From now on, you just listen.
3: We remove the letters from the envelope and toast them gently. The Secret Ink Vintage 1851 will easily succumb to the agency of heat. Uh, Careful. Those envelopes will catch fire. Uh, hey, 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 they've caught. Don't be upset, Mr. Cross, Mr. Halleck. The envelopes. Uh, They'll burn safely in the dish. We can concentrate on the writing. Watch closely. I don't want to be accused of trickery. You
5: fat fool. The envelopes are everything. Put them
1: out, Sanford. Don't sit there. Put them out.
3: Why, Mr. Hannock?
1: Well, the stamps, the missionaries, they're worth a the fortune.
3: The missionary? Of course. You know that. Mr. Cross knows. So does Mr. Sanford, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Cross Sanford knows, you old fool.
5: Let
3: me uh, Mr. Sanford is not alarmed. Why not, sir? I don't know what you're talking about. Fifty or a hundred thousand dollars is burning before your eyes, Mr. Oh. Sanford. Cross and Halleck are burning their fingers, putting out the flaming envelopes. And you sit there quite indifferently. Why? Well, I've... You know the value of the missionary stamps on the letters you bought from Rodman. But you know these aren't the real letters. Isn't that it? Not the real letters? I told you I'm tough to crack, Wolf. You didn't fool me with those dummies. Dummies? How do you know? Mr. Cross didn't know. Mr. Halleck didn't know. How did you? Well, I... uh... I'll tell you, sir. Only one man could know I was framing Miss Kent as a decoy. Only one man could know I prepared these dummy letters and pretended to take them from her purse. And that is the killer. The man who murdered her father and stole the map and letters this morning. You have Mr. Sanford. Well, I'll be... Mr. Kramer, there's your killer. You'll find the missing map and letters on him or concealed in his home or office. You won't need the evidence anyway. Look at his face. He
2: self-confessed. Self-confessed like fun? He was booby-trapped.
3: No, Mr. Crane. Not a complicated case, really. Very simple. Elmer Rodman sold a packet of old family letters to the swindlers for a small sum. They used the letters to perpetrate their fraud on Miss Kent's father.
1: And the stamps on the letters were valuable?
3: They were a special Hawaiian issue 1851, Miss Kent. Nicknamed missionaries, because missionaries used them for writing home. They are extremely rare stamps worth upward of $25,000 each. Hey,
5: no wonder they were worth two murders. We found five of them on Sanford.
3: Excellent. Somewhere or other, Rodman discovered the value of the stamps after he sold the letters. In his effort to get them back, he communicated his discovery to the swindlers, Cross, Halleck, and Sanford.
2: So that's why they refunded the money so fast?
3: Precisely. In an effort to have the sale rescinded. Rodman sought out Kent and tried to convince him of the fraud. Alas, he would not listen to the truth, Mr. Kramer.
5: Oh, I get it. And while the others were hassling around, Sanford tried to steal a march and quietly resorted
2: to murder. And there you have it. Ha-ha! Great job, boss. Great job. So Gloria not only gets her ten grand back, but uh, five times twenty-five, which is about a 125,000 worth of goodies. Now, figuring your rates by the hour, that means you've done a gratis job worth about Yes, um... Ken. I did not, nor will I
3: demand a large fee for what I've done. I will not go back on my word. That I can beg for a favor. I'll only be too happy. Wait, wait, wait. I asked something that would not be easy to grant. What is it? Will you use your red hair, your pretty face, your admirable figure, and your ample fortune to lure Mr. Goodwin away from this house
2: tonight? I would like to enjoy my dinner in peace.
4: That won't be difficult, Mr.
2: Wolfe. <laughs> Let's have an understanding right now, Gloria. Difficult for you or for me?
4: I'll be delighted.
3: <laughs> Indeed. spend an evening with Mr. Goodwin, there is only one word for you, Miss Kent. Intrepid. <laughs>
1: I've been listening to The New Adventures of Nero Wolfe, starring Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight's story by Alfred Bester was based on the famous characters created by Rex Stout, produced by Edwin Fadiman, and directed by J. Donald Wilson. In the cast were Wally Mayer as Archie Goodwin, and Gene Bates, Howard McNair, Jay Novello, Larry Dobkin, Bill Johnstone, and Herb Vigren. Music by Joseph Enos. Next week, at this same time, Nero Wolf and Archie will bring you The Case of the Careworn Cup. Don Stanley speaking. The preceding was transcribed. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. The chimes ring for Dennis Day and Judy Canova tomorrow night on NBC. Also, Judy Canova prepares to go operatic tomorrow because her special guest is Itzio Pimza.
3: This is Chester William Bendix Radley. The man called X follows on NBC.
1: Stay tuned for Nero Wolfe. Saturday night chimes on NBC mean a full hour of fun with Dennis Day and Judy Canova. Dennis always appears perplexed and bewildered. But one thing that doesn't perplex him is how to make a popular ballad come to life in his thrilling tenor voice. And there's music also on the Judy Canova Show, plus comedy in the mischievous Canova manner. That's Judy Canova and Dennis Day tomorrow night over most NBC stations.
6: My boss is the smartest... And the stubbornest, the fattest and the laziest, the cleverest and the craziest, the most extravagant detective in the world, Nero Wolf.
1: It's the transcribed adventure of The Case of the Careworn Cuff, with that brilliant, eccentric, private detective, orchid fancier, and gargantuan gourmet, Nero Wolf. Starring Sydney Green Street. The place is near a wolf's office. At the moment, the world's greatest motionless detective is sitting in the chair which was built especially to support his 300 pounds. His eyes are closed, and he's making sounds through his nose.
3: Archie! Archie!
6: Archie! Ask Mr. Wolf, what is it? The phone, if you please, Mr. Goodwin. But it's on your desk, only eight and three-quarter inches from your left elbow. All you have to do is lean forward. Found it out here. What do you think I am, an athlete? Hello. No, wrong number, mister. I'm sorry, Mr. Wolfe, if that old phone awakened you. Wrong
3: number, and I was not asleep. I was merely uh, concentrating.
6: On what? We're out of work. There's nothing to concentrate on.
3: May have escaped your errant attention, Archie. But there are other subjects for thought besides murder.
6: Mm -hmm. Sure, blondes. And blondes. You're right at that, brunettes. Phooey. That's not a nice thing to say about any girl, even if she does happen to be a brunette. Archie. Yes, sir? Go away. You annoy me. Suppose I did. Who'd get your beer for you? Fritz. Tonight happens to be Fritz's night off. However, you can always get your beer for yourself. Don't be an idiot. There are exactly 23 steps between here and the kitchen. As you very well know, I abominate strenuous physical activity. 23 steps times two is 46. You could walk very slow. Nonsense. Now that you mention it,
3: uh, <clears throat> uh, I happen to be mildly
6: thirsty, Archie, would you? Now man? that I mention it, you'd better let the beer go for tonight. Why? Our stock is running low. You mean careless? I've been careful, because something else is also running low. What, money? Fertile sticks, there's plenty in the bank. Sure, but very little of it is yours. Mr. Wolf. do you remember that batch of orchids you bought last week? Of
3: course I do, magnificent and very rare specimen.
6: I got a magnificent bill for him this morning, too. It was uh, large? It was large. Confound find it, Archie, I shall have to do some work. You turned down half a dozen cases in the last few weeks. One of them may still require me. Most of them hired other detectives. However, there is a Mr. Wenceslas who might still be in need. His problem is what? As I remember, he's being followed by midgets. (laughs) He wanted you to do something about it. Not, Not that he minded the midgets so much. It was the elephants they were riding.
3: The man needs a psychiatrist, not a
6: detective. Anyone else? I can check my files, but I don't think... Ah, Saved by the bell. Another cliche like that, and I shall. Answer the phone yourself?
3: Assassinate. You see what
6: it is. Okay. Hello? Yes, Mr. Wolf is in. Yes, he'll be in. He always is. What? But. Hmm. That was a Mr. Charles Porter. He was in a hurry. He's on his way over right now. Should be here in ten minutes. Prospective client, I trust? A thousand dollars worth of prospective client. Splendid, Archie, my beard. Okay, but, uh, look, I'm not sure you're going to accept his offer. Indeed? What does he want me to do for his paltry fee? That's the point. If I heard him right, he wants you to do nothing.
4: The
7: door, Archie. Yes, sir? I hear it. Mr. Porter? Naturally, I'm Charles
6: Porter. Who else would I be? It's a large field. Uh, never mind. Come on in. I'm Archie Goodwin. Where is Wolf? Mr. Wolf is in here. Mr. Wolf, this is Mr. Porter. Good evening. Fat, aren't you?
3: It's moderately noticeable. Out to your chair for Mr. Porter.
7: Don't bother. I'm too impatient to sit. When I have business to take care of, I take care of it quickly. Very well. Send him out of the room. Mr. Goodwin, nonsense. He's my assistant. He remains. I don't like it. Archie, show Mr. Porter out. Now, wait. There's no need to get temperamental. Perhaps I'm a little abrupt. Rude. I'm a worried man. And impatient. You're wasting time, Mr. Porter. I suppose I am. The reason I came to you... Young man,
6: what are you doing with that notebook? Getting ready to make marks in it. But,
7: oh. Mr. Wolfe, you have a client named Dorothy Spencer. Have I? There's no need to be coy about it. I happen to know. Then you know. I want you to drop her. Drop her? Refuse to handle a case. Close the books on her. You know what I mean. Why should I? The girl has no money. I have. It doesn't answer my question. Perhaps this will. It appear to be a small package of dollar bills. It happens to be a thousand dollars.
6: Archie, will you? I will. It is $1,000.
3: Thank you. Mr. Porter. Yes? You're paying me $1,000 in order that I refuse to act for Miss Spencer.
7: Nothing more. That's right. What does she suspect you of? I said nothing about... Well, that is... You must know that as well as I do. Possibly. Nevertheless, what does she suspect you of? Uh, Being a blackmailer. Whereas your occupation really is... I'm a musician be honest. I'm appearing nightly at the Windsor Hotel.
3: Archie, have you made out a receipt
7: for Mr. Porter? Yep.
3: Give it to him and show him to the door.
7: Okay. Mr. Porter? Mr. Wolfe, I want your assurance that the entire affair is definitely finished.
3: My association with Miss Spencer, you mean? You have my assurance that it is? You'll forgive a classical
7: illusion. The Carver. Thank you.
6: Night. Mr. Wolf, I have a secret about Mr. Porter. He
3: smells. Some perfume or other. More important, his right coat cuff is more worn than his left cuff. And a carpet happens to be a musical term meaning start again from the beginning.
6: Oh? Porter thought it meant finished.
3: Therefore, Mr. Porter is a liar. His ignorance of common musical term indicates that he's not a musician worn right
6: coat cuff that he is an office worker that's kind of leaping to a deduction but even if Porter's a liar Mr. Wolf, there is something else he uh he paid you a thousand dollars to drop a client named Dorothy Spencer Mr. Wolf, you never had a client with that name well that's that Dorothy Spencer is not in Anyway, she's not answering her phone. Mr. Wolf, I said... I know what you said. Ah. That a comment?
3: I'm worried. Mr. Porter may have assumed erroneously that Dorothy Spencer had employed or was intending to employ me. That does
6: not explain why he lied about his occupation. Maybe he didn't lie. After all, your deductions could be wrong. Fooey. Okay. Take care of that all right Now phoning her. Hello, uh, Windsor Hotel? Get me the manager's office. Thanks. Ah, uh, could, could could you tell me if a Charles Porter plays the piano at... Uh-huh.
5: She sounds blonde.
6: I see. Thanks a lot. What do you do after work? You... Oh, not so long. She goes home and beats her husband. That Porter, Archie. Bad news. He does play the piano at the Windsor in the move room. So where does that leave your deductions? Untouched, of course. Let me think. Hmm.
3: Yes, naturally.
6: Naturally what?
3: I came to the conclusion that Mr. Porter was an office worker. We have just discovered that Mr. Porter is not an office worker, therefore... You were wrong. I am never wrong. Therefore, the man who was here
6: is not Charles Porter. Mr. Wolfe, do you think a man of your weight should climb out on a limb like that? Fiddlesticks, look up Porter in the phone book and call him. Okay. Take a second. Uh Archie, the phone company's best friend. Yep, here he is. What do I ask him? Um, There'll be no need to ask Mr. Porter anything. Just phone. You're the boss. I have to say something to the guy. Hello. I'd like to speak to Charles Porter. So would you. Who is... Oh, Stephens, huh? Yeah, that's right, Archie. Oh... No, no, don't, don't, don't bother why I called. it a coincidence. Goodbye. You know who that was? No. That was Sergeant Stebbins, Sergeant Pearly Stebbins. I might add as though you didn't know that Stebbins happens to be a sergeant in Homicide. Indeed. You expected this. I still don't know what your conversation was about. It was about Charles Porter, who maybe was a liar, but who isn't going to tell any more lies on account of he was just shot to death. <laughs> Well, well, if it ain't Archie Goodwin. Come in, Goodwin. Thank you, Sergeant Stebbins. I've been expecting you. Oh, that's sweetie to you say that, Burley? <laughs> Why did you phone Porter? His right coat cuff was more worn out than his left. So for that, you had to kill him? No, nope. actually, I killed him because he didn't know his duck de- capo. Hey. Yeah, hey. He don't look good anymore, eh? Huh? Guys who stop bullets with their face never look good. Burley, you've been robbed. I did... Hmm. That corpse is not Porter. <laughs> now relax, Goodwin, relax. His fingerprints were on file and they check. His girlfriend says he's Porter. If he could get up and talk, he'd tell you he was Porter. And what makes you think he isn't? Well, because when he visited us earlier tonight, he looked different. Not much, but... You said girlfriend? Yes, I said girlfriend. She's in the next room mopping up. She kind of broke down when we brought her here. You brought her here? Now, don't tell me what her name is. Why shouldn't I? It's Spencer. Spencer. Dorothy Spencer. Ooh, that's what I was afraid of. Sergeant, I... Oh. Ignore him. He comes with the woodwork. His name is Goodwin, Miss Spencer. Archie Goodwin. Find what you were looking for? What I was looking for? Somebody's gone through this place like a minor league hurricane. You? What business is it about? Of mine? None, maybe. On the other hand, Nero Wolfe might have other ideas. Matter of fact, I'm sure he'd have. Miss Spencer, why don't you go see him? The address is 601 West 35th Street.
1: I don't see why... You want
6: your boyfriend's murderer found, don't you? Now listen, Goodwin, the police are working on this. Sure, they'll see to it nobody harms a corpse. Goodbye, Miss Spencer. Don't forget that address, 601 West 35th Street. Believe it or not, you used to be a client of ours. Oh, Mr. Wolf, you're getting to be so brilliant, it's boring. Boy. <laughs> That is, um... <laughs> All right. Tonight you deserve it. I'll get you another can of beer. But this is the last one. That's your promise to do some exercise. Like, uh... Like maybe standing up and sitting down five minutes a day? Thank you. <laughs> and why should I indulge in such idiotic behavior? Well, oh, after a while, you might be able to see your shoes. I've already seen him. Oh, that was 20 years ago. Things had changed. No more buttons. Hey, that must be Dorothy Spencer.
3: Hmm, she's undoubtedly young and beautiful.
6: You deduce that from the way she pressed the buzzer? I deduce that from the gleam in your eye, Bah. Bah, all you want. I'm going to keep the gleam shining. Hello, Miss Spencer. Come in.
4: Thank you. Mr. Wolf. Is
6: the large sitting down gentleman behind the desk? This is Dorothy Spencer, Mr. Wolf. You will
3: forgive me not writing. It is due to a necessary conservation of energy, rather than
6: rudeness. Archie, a chair. Sure. Here you are, Miss Spencer.
3: Thanks. Now then, Miss Spencer, have the police found anything but dust in Mr. Porter's closet? I... no. You were engaged to Mr. Porter. I was. That ring you're wearing, he gave it you. Yes. May I see it?
4: Well.
1: All right. Here. Thank you. Hmm.
3: Expensive. Very expensive. You may have it back. Miss Spencer, why are you marrying Charles Porter? I I loved him. Pooey. Mr. Porter, according to Archie's description, was twice your age, with considerably less than half your attractiveness. Love may perhaps be blind, but it is not astigmatic.
1: I I don't know what you mean.
3: What were you searching for under the nose of the police?
1: Nothing. Nothing at
3: all. How did your fiancé earn his money?
1: He played the piano at the... Oi,
3: what he earned there in a year wouldn't begin to pay for the ring he gave you. Would you like to try again?
1: I don't know how he made his money.
3: I suggest that you do. I suggest that he earned money by the same method that he induced you to consider
1: marrying him. Blackmail. Why
3: was he blackmailing you?
1: Old letters I'd written when I was too young to know any better.
3: Your motives for murdering Porter would be twofold, then. Every blackmail material and the avoidance of marriage to a man you dislike.
4: I didn't kill Charles.
3: Your doorbell, Archie. Get Miss Spencer into the kitchen once.
6: Must be the police. Yeah, let's go, Miss Spencer. Right through that door.
3: And stay there until I
6: call you. Front door, Archie. Now, Mr. Wolfe, do I know Dorothy Spencer's here?
3: You know nothing. A simple role for you to play.
6: Uh, I haven't got time to resent that insult right now, but wait until the next time you drop a collar button. Well, bless my soul, if it isn't there old Inspector Kramer... How is the homicide department? Where's Wolf? Big surprise.
4: He's sitting. Mr. Wolf. Good
6: evening, Inspector. Where's
5: Dorothy Spencer? This
3: is not the Bureau of Missing Persons. The
5: district attorney would like to talk to her.
3: I shall tell her so the next
5: time we meet. Yeah, that could be right now. She's in this house. I don't see her. Mind if I look around for myself?
3: You have a search warrant, of course.
5: It uh, so happens no, but... Uh...
3: Archie, the inspector's leaving.
5: Okay, I'm leaving. I suppose by the time I get back with a warrant, she'll be in Hoboken.
3: Hoboken? Where's that?
5: Look, Wolf, you can go too far. One of these days, you won't be able to talk yourself out of a... I... Ah. Trail me to the door, Goodwin, to show what a good detective you
4: are.
6: Oh, Inspector Kramer doesn't love us anymore.
3: Unfortunate. Archie, take Miss Spencer to a respectable hotel. Register her under an assumed name. She is to stay there until notified otherwise. Luckily, the good inspector neglected to inform us that she was the leading suspect in a murder case. Hence, we are not accessories after the fact, and I don't want her arrested for murder as yet.
6: Her beauty has won you over. Oh, you will then return here immediately. Okay. What are you going to be doing in the meanwhile?
7: I, uh, she shall be... (laughs) thinking. Archie? No. No, not Archie.
3: Ah, our impatient and non-musical friend came in through the window. How are you, Mr... not Porter, of course.
7: Where's but... the girl?
3: question is beginning to bore me. I don't know.
7: I think she's here.
3: So did the police. I might add that they were slightly closer to the truth. Incidentally, what makes you think she was Porter's accomplice? She must have been. Nonsense, she wasn't. Porter was blackmailing her. Just as he was blackmailing you. In her case, it was letters. In yours, a previous criminal record, perhaps, that your employers might be interested in.
7: I want to know where she is. Maybe this would help you remember.
3: Good heavens, don't point a pistol at me. It annoys me. Ah,
7: the police, I should think, opened the door for them like a good fellow. Oh, no. I'm leaving. But if I don't find that girl, I'll be back. Knock the blasted
3: thing down if it isn't open.
5: All right, well, I've got the search
3: warrant. Also, no doubt, a fine tooth comb. Blah. By the way, Inspector... All right,
5: boys, cover the house. All right, Inspector. Well, yeah, what did you
3: want? As your men go through the house, will you have one of them shut the back window? I've just had a burglar, and I suspect he left it open. Unless the matter is attended to, the house might be filled with <laughs> fresh air.
5: Yeah, what's the matter with that?
3: Fresh air, deadly poison, it clogs the lungs. And may I point out that the warrant you're clutching in your hot little hand is not a lease on the house. Finish your search quickly, if you please, and then, uh, (laughs) why not try Hobo?
6: So I just missed the inspector, huh? You did? That I can stand. I'm sorry about the burglar, though.
3: Perhaps we can arrange to have you meet him in the morning.
6: He left his calling card with name and address on it?
3: He dropped his handkerchief here on my desk. Oh. Hmm. It's a handkerchief. It smells. So it does. But, um. All of our unknown friends' clothes carry the odor. Therefore. Yeah? You will go out immediately to the nearest drugstore, buy a specimen of every cake of soap manufactured in this country.
4: Mr. Wolf,
6: You're still? No. I never realized just how many different brands of soap are made in this country. You should listen to the radio more often. So far, we've sniffed at 37 cakes. None of them smell like porter. Uh, let's see. 38. Hey. Let me have it, Archie. Yes, the soap.
3: Ah, it's labeled orchid ovals. I should say basically mislabeled. Orchids have no odor. Our task for the evening is finished. Why? All we know
6: is the guy washes with a basely mislabeled soap.
3: No, the odor would not have been so persistent in that case. Unquestionably, our visitor works for a soap company that makes orchid ovals. Every employee of a plant in which perfume in large quantities is used inevitably carries the odor on his clothes.
6: Oh. And you already deduced he works in an office. Uh Uh-huh. Ah, I, I go see him in the morning.
3: You do? You
6: know, Mister Wolfert, with hiring rooms for girls and paying visits to a perfume factory, I'm beginning to feel like a maiden aunt.
3: No one would ever mistake you for a maiden aunt,
6: Archie. Thanks. Is that another deduction? Maiden aunts
3: rarely need a shave. <laughs>
1: Good morning. One moment, please. Oh, can I do anything for you, sir? Yeah.
6: That is, uh, <clears throat> let's postpone that question and slip in another one. I'm, I'm looking for one of your office people. as uh, in his 40s, 5'10", brown hair and eyes, speaks in a sharp, quick voice. He
1: and... owes you money, too. Who owes me money? Mr. Wheeler, the man you were describing. He owes everybody money. In spite of the fact that he's office manager and makes lots and lots of money. Mu- How much does he owe you?
6: Hmm? Oh, not not an awful lot. It won't break me if I don't get it. Is he in yet?
1: Well, he was, but he went home. He was sort of sick. Sort of? Mm-hmm. He got a phone call from somebody and rushed out.
6: Oh, too bad. Well, i better better scram. Well,
1: you didn't answer my question yet. I'm off at five. My name's Gwen. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
4: Wolf
3: speaking.
6: Archie here. Our unknown's name is Wheeler. He left the office this morning sick after he got a mysterious phone call.
3: Bad, probably... Get to Dorothy Spencer at once and bring her here.
6: Right. I'm at Wheeler's house now. Thought I'd better check. His wife's here, too. Blonde? Uh-huh. How could you tell?
3: That's you smirk in your voice. Get out of there fast and don't stop to console Mrs. Wheeler. <laughs>
6: 908. Ah, room 909. Miss Dorothy Spencer. Huh? Nobody home.
7: Shut that door behind you, but
6: well, uh, Never mind pulling triggers. I'll shut it. Oh, Archie. I would prefer silence. Keep your hands high, Goodwin. It's unhealthy. All the blood had run into my head.
1: Archie, he murdered Charles.
6: He did. Cut, Mr. Wheeler. You really shouldn't have it. It's against so off. Get into the bathroom, both of you. I already shaved.
1: I phoned him. I thought maybe he had my letters.
6: Porter couldn't keep his mouth shut about his other victim. He was going to force Dorothy to marry him. Did you find his material, Wheeler?
7: Yes. In an office. He read it as a front. It's all burned. And why all the melodrama? You know about me, so does she. I can't trust anyone... Get into the bathroom, I
6: said. Look, let's not lose our heads about this. Get moving, Goodwin. I like it here.
7: All right, then.
6: Here is where you'll get it. (laughs) Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Something's wrong. I got shot and Wheeler fell down. I shot him, Goodwin. Stebbins. Dear Sergeant Stebbins. Oh, you little flat-footed angel. (laughs) It's lucky for you, my flat feet got staked out here in time. Just for that, I'll buy you a pair of arch supports for your next birthday, but... I'm beginning not to believe this. You had it all figured out? Well, not exactly. Well, that is... Uh Ah, Wolf sent you here. Well,
5: he kind of phoned in and suggested one of us shoot down here and do some rescue work.
6: (laughs) That old devil. You're not kidding. (laughs) What are you laughing about? (laughs) Wolf wasn't sure whether you'd need rescuing from Wheeler or... (laughs) Stop killing yourself with your own
5: jokes. (laughs) Or whether Miss Spencer would need rescuing from you.
3: You've been a very foolish
1: young woman, Miss
3: Spencer. I suggest that in the future you exercise more care
6: in your correspondence.
1: Oh, I shall, Mr. Wolfe, but...
6: How can I ever thank you? Well, one, one way would be to listen wide-eyed while he explains how he solved the case. I have no intention. Oh, come on, Mr. Wolf. stop stalling. Please,
1: mm. Mr. Wolf. Well,
3: uh, I'd be very happy to. As a matter of fact, I'd like to see anyone try to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> a man came to me, offered me $1,000 to drop a client I didn't have. Why? Because obviously he wished to direct my attention to that client. Me? You, Miss Spencer. Now then, he identified himself as Charles Porter, a musician. But I tested him and discovered that he knew nothing of music.
6: Ha! Ah! The da capo routine.
3: Precisely. Therefore, he was an imposter. His purpose? Yeah? To indicate by no means subtly that enmity existed between Porter and Dorothy Spencer. Huh? Thus, when Porter was found murdered, I would presumably be convinced that Dorothy Spencer balked in her effort to enlist my aid against Porter, had resorted to most
6: foul and bloody murder. Most foul and bloody murder is very fancy, Dorothy. Shows he likes you. I
3: thereupon asked myself why should an unknown seek to convince me that Dorothy Spencer was Porter's murderer.
6: And you answered yourself?
3: One reason only, because he himself intended to murder Porter. As he did. Which peccadillo he has, thanks to Sergeant Stebbins' accuracy with a revolver, already paid with his own life. Quadiat
6: ap demonstrandum. Latin for that's what you wanted to know.
1: I think you're wonderful, Mr. Wolf, and I'm going to. Oh, be careful. Kiss you.
6: Hmm, Archie, Miss Spencer is a
3: very dangerous young woman.
6: Today I feel brave.
1: Do you, Archie?
6: Very brave. What are you doing tonight? Nothing. Let's do it together. Bah. How was that, Mr. Wolf? I said bah. Would you
3: very much mind conducting your romance
6: elsewhere? I would not.
3: And do so at once. I have a very important matter to attend to. Goodbye, Mr. Wolf. Goodbye. Night, sir. Very important.
4: Very important.
1: I've been listening to The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight's transcribed story was based on the characters created by Rex Stout, produced and directed by J. Donald Wilson. In the cast were Lamont Johnson as Archie Goodwin and Jane Webb, Peter Leeds, Bill Johnstone, and Wilms Herbert. Next week at this same time, Nero Wolfe and Archie will bring you The Case of the Dear Dead Lady. Don Stanley speaking.